Hey everyone, welcome to the 102nd episode of No Meat Athlete Radio. Doug, hey, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty well, I would say. It's been a hectic week. I'm headed to Vermont tomorrow for my good buddy's wedding. Very nice. And uh, yeah, but I'm doing well. Starting Vermont to feel like fall you. around here. It is starting to feel like fall. I've noticed that, which is which is nice. I'm a little bit excited about fall. Yeah, it was one that I was going for a run the other day above, uh, kind of up in the mountains a little bit, and there, all of the trees were starting to turn already. Mm-hmm. I noticed a leaf falling in front of my front door yesterday. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, anyone who's listening at home might realize that we are not in person still because we just, I, my, my living situation, and this, this is not just a total tangent here because this sort of does go into a little bit what we want to talk about today, which is kind of being in a training slump for both of us. Uh, my living situation seems to just keep getting worse and it seems to that we are never actually we know now that we're never actually getting back into our house because we tried to move in yesterday and we're assured up and down that all mold would be taken care of and it was totally safe to bring two young children into and when within the first 15 minutes of being there i found mold on the wall which was which was very nice <laughs> and comforting so um anyway we're we're no longer there and we've we're moving to a new place we've decided we're not going to be there anymore so that's in some way good and exciting and it means that an end is in sight. It just seems like it's kind of a still a lot of work to get there. Right, because you don't have the new place. Moving. Yet, right? We don't. Have, we got to find a new place uh, while we're living in a friend's house, and we need to actually move all our stuff. And it's just, we. Yeah, I feel like we just moved. So it's it's been extremely stressful the past few weeks uh, with with two kids and two dogs with our friend's house who also have two kids and a dog, <laughs> and they've been wonderful. And I'm surprised at how gracious they've been at having us in our traveling show in their house. But we're uh, we're okay, and I'm I'm hanging in there. Well, that's just in case anybody was worried about me, I, I've been worried about you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's funny. Like it's been very tough for sure. Um, but and this also is kind of related to what we're talking about. I don't feel like I personally am in in any kind of slump, like mental slump. Like I guess I guess because it's been such a different situation, and I like new things, I like new situations. Uh, it's, I feel like it, you know, I'm, I'm alive and doing well and enjoying myself. It's just, I've, I've been doing that meditation thing that I mentioned a while ago, that six phase meditation from Vishen Lakhiani. Uh, if you look that up, it's called six phase, six phase meditation or the envisioning method. And I've been doing that really every single day and I've, I've done it consistently, more consistently than I've ever really done meditation before. And I think a lot of that has sort of kept me going and present and not, crazily stressed as with as stressful as the situations around us have been uh so that's i don't know that's kind of i guess a good jumping off point for this discussion is that i'm definitely in a training slump like i haven't i i my marathon training should have started i don't know six maybe eight weeks ago when i went to italy and mm-hmm. that was like i was going to try to run every day there and get that going and that didn't happen and i really haven't run since so my my i mean very very rarely so my my marathon training is just not happening. I think the race is ten weeks away now, or something like that. Uh, and as as much as I, you know, when I remember that and I think, oh man, I'm supposed to be training for this marathon. I don't know what I'm going to do. It definitely is a few moments of of kind of like, well, that sucks. Like that I haven't really started yet. Um, 
but at the same time, I don't, it's not something that's kind of all the time on my mind saying, man, I got to get back to training. And like, I'm, it's not like I'm beating myself over up, up over this situation. Uh, and, and that's something that I have done before is, is where like, I'm not running, but I really think I should be running. And I'm just like, you know, can't get myself to do it. And it's this constant battle. It hasn't been that. It's just, it's just kind of been not really in my focus. So, uh, I don't know in a way that's a positive way of being in a training slump for me at least. <laughs> And in some way, I'm really excited to look at some other fitness stuff, like more than usual. I'm kind of just, my attention is kind of going around to these different, when I hear about people doing different fitness stuff, this Tabata type of training, uh, when I think about strength training, I'm kind of excited to do that stuff again, which is good because I don't, I don't often get excited for that. So, so I don't really know quite where all that all stands, where I stand with that, but uh, I don't know. I just, it's just a good beginning to this discussion. So, so what does that mean for your marathon? Have you totally written it off? Not totally, and because we've got this runner's world thing, you and I, which is October fifteenth through eighteenth, I think. Yeah, and it's it's. Uh, in fact, I should look up that my uh, promo code right now to tell people while we're talking. Um, but it's it's the runner's world half and festival, I believe, is the name of it. Still, it's in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. We did it last year. Had a really fun time uh, talking to the ultra people and doing the five k and ten k there. And so I've got that, and I signed up for all the races there, 5K, 10K, half marathon, thinking that that half marathon would be pretty good timing a month out or almost a month out from my marathon, that it'd be good to to do something like that. So, like, you know, there's still that 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 I can't bail out of very easily. And I know I've got to show up and at least run some races that that weekend. So I feel like I'm going to get back to that. Uh, You know, I've got to get back to where I'm running, maybe not training hard and doing well. So what to do about the marathon then, I don't really know. But maybe maybe that runner's world thing will be like okay i can still run i'm doing okay i'm gonna put in some effort for the last four weeks and, and get this thing done yeah but you know it's it's a dis i mean certainly a disappointment considering that yeah, at the beginning of this year when i signed up for it i was really excited about training again and you know did a podcast episode mentioned talking about it wrote a blog post about it and really never got started which is kind of terrible <laughs> Well, you did for a little while. You were building up a routine. I was, yep, I was building up a routine to get into training, and I was consistent. It was the most consistent I had run in a long time, and was feeling good about it. But then, you know, all hell broke loose. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, let's talk about you for a little bit. I can I can talk more about my stuff and and the kind of the role that like excuses play because I I've, I keep when I remember all the stuff that's going on with my house and the travel, it's like yeah, that's a pretty good excuse to not be training, but. I, I don't like excuses. They're not they're not really good. I mean, because we'll talk about it later. But let's hear about you. You're you're also in your own slump of sorts. I am in my own slump of sorts, and it and it looks a lot different than yours. Um, I you know I had a really big spring and early summer race season. Uh, I had three big ultras, and that ended with the twenty four hour hundred miler, mm-hmm. which um, you won. Which I won. <laughs> And you know, and then I retired, and I haven't been able to run <laughs> since. Uh, no, you reached the top. There's nowhere else to go. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I've been running consistently throughout the entire summer, and you know, and putting in some decent mileage. But there's been no focus, and there's been no big drive. Some individual runs have gotten me excited, and I've gone on some fun adventures with with people. But there's been no, um, there's been nothing that has has really gotten me excited and focused for the for the fall and i have two races coming up i have one that is uh next week actually a 50k next week the steep canyon 50k mm-hmm. 
and I feel completely unprepared. Uh, you know, I've been running five or six times a week, but you know, not big mileage. I have not focused on the race at all. And, and I'm going into this feeling unmotivated and discouraged and, and, you know, kind of like it's going to be a big suffer fest that I'm really not looking forward to. There's not a lot of excitement there. Right. Well, with the amount that you run, which is pretty consistently, even when you're in a slump like this, uh, I mean, are, are you are you really worried that that, that 50K is going to be that difficult? I mean, is it, is it a lot of lots of hills and things like that? Like, is it a tough course? It is a tough course. Uh, and it, it throws a bunch of weird things at you. There's you know, a couple really major climbs and then a road section that is a little longer than I would like. And it's all downhill. I don't know. There's kind of some weird things that, that I know are going to be painful and I'm not really worried about finishing. I know I can get the mileage in, right? right. Um, I know I can do that, but I, I, I would like to enjoy it. I would like to run well. I would like to have a good experience with it, but I, I just haven't been able to get myself motivated enough to, to really prepare for that. Yeah. You know, I, I, have definitely been through those phases and i guess as i've matured i've uh what are you saying about me <laughs> well I'm, I'm an older person than you i'm an older man than you mm. i've been around the block i've got children now <laughs> um i i've sort of started to accept that there are seasons in your life and that you go through periods where you're really really motivated to do stuff and then those must be followed by periods where you are less motivated right i mean just like the earth has seasons there we all have this i think sort of a natural rhythm to things and we certainly have it on a day-to-day basis rhythm but backing up a little bit and looking at the bigger picture i think there's a rhythm to our lives of course um so i don't i've just sort of started to be okay with those those places and like as best you can just go with it so like that's why i want to know about you finishing because i was like well i would just if i were you i my take on the race my approach to the race would be start out really slow and just say like my goal today is to not have this be a suffer fest right and i'm gonna do what i can now it sounds like you're also motivated to have a good time because you said run well um but you know maybe you're just in a season where like it's time where, where what what you should do is go there enjoy the race and, like make that your goal is enjoy this as much as possible you, you've got a uh 24-hour win under your belt right now <laughs> so maybe you're maybe it's time for you to, to just cool off a little bit and then and then and what's nice about this whole view of things is that after you actually allow yourself to go through this this lull or whatever this slower period um that that itself creates the excitement for the next thing like the fact that you're still running going through it but just letting it letting stuff come to you and not really forcing yourself to go after a goal that that would sort of like just naturally start to get you fired up towards doing something big. yeah yeah no, that makes sense that makes total sense so that's my take the thing is though by that by that same argument or, or i guess uh if you go by that philosophy i've been in this sort of slower season for a long time now <laughs> and so it could be that it's not actually a, a like a sine wave type structure but that's just a downward slope that that never gets better yeah don't really know i mean i think i think what happened is is the the 24-hour race and for had to have it go so well was just such this huge accomplishment for me and and i was so proud of it and excited from that and then i signed up for for this 50k and it just isn't giving it isn't getting the juices going you know oh yeah um and it's it's either not big enough or i just haven't that maybe maybe I should have set a time goal that would have been really challenging or something that I, you know I don't know I just 
I didn't do it right, I guess. Um, and it's not, it's not getting me all that excited. So I think, I mean, in order to get out of this, I probably just need to figure out what that big exciting goal is. Um, you yeah. know, and, yep. and go after that. But in the meantime, I have these two 50 Ks that I'm registered for this, this fall, plus the runner's world event, runner's world event. And, you know, and I'd, I'd hate to just, uh, do those for the sake of doing those. Um, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I totally know what you mean. And I, I think having accomplished what you have, right. Cause I mean, the hundred miler was your really big goal for a long time and not just any hundred, but the MMT race that you did. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that was a huge goal for you. And, and once you've done that, I mean like sure to do Western States or who knows, whatever other Leadville, whatever, whatever is your big dream race. Um, you know, I feel like I feel like if that's the if what you if what you've accomplished is is ninety five percent of the very best you imagine you could do, that last five percent would be doing something like Western States or Leadville, right? Then it's it's really hard to get amped up for that, and that's that's where I've been with running. Like having done the hundred miler, that was what I wanted to do, just mm-hmm. do a hundred miler for a long time, and that and even that was kind of the the secondary thing after the qualify for Boston, which was my really big goal for a long time. So. You know, I did that, then I did the 100, and it's like, sure, I'd love to break a, break 24 hours in 100, or even thinking about Badwater one day as like a long-term dream race, but the amount that I feel motivated for those things, or break three hours in a marathon, the amount of motivation I feel for those uh, just doesn't really compare to what I felt to do that first 100 and to qualify for Boston. Like, that was the, the 95% stuff, and this last part is feels like 5%. Right. So it it is a struggle, and and it's I haven't really found a good for a long time. Ever since the book tour, people were asking so because I would talk about the power of big goals, and people said, "So what is your big <laughs> running goal now?" And I I never really knew. I mean, I would mention three hour marathon, I would mention Badwater as a long term thing, but like even since then, it hasn't really hit me this this feeling of like you know this is what I'm going to do, and I'm I'm obsessed with this goal, and it, you know it it just doesn't hasn't happened. So I don't know if it will. I don't know if maybe what it takes is is to really be more into the find a way to be into running even if I'm not all that motivated like just be really consistent get a marathon done at a good time and then maybe that itself will kind of breed the motivation and excitement and the thinking that would lead someone to setting a big goal right so I don't really know I don't know the answer to that uh well I can I can tell you that as someone who is still consistently running uh and uh you know, and enjoying runs, you know, it's not like I'm, I've quit enjoying runs. Um, you know, as someone who's doing that, I'm still not finding that big motivation for that big goal. And maybe, maybe this 50 K will do that for me. Maybe just getting out there and running another race and being out with the, those people and, and that experience will, will end up jazzing me up for, for something else. But yeah, I think we've done an episode before about how do you stay motivated for running? So Doug, you could go back and listen to that and get some, <laughs> get some tips. Uh, from a from a younger Doug Hay and a, <laughs> and a less wise Matt Frazier, uh-huh. um, but I know you know in your situation I'm thinking like if it were me and I I could it, I can feel what it feels like because I've been where you are I mean definitely same same thing almost every runner probably has sure but like what I do in those times is start thinking about how can I change this up and that's that's when I really as a big change started just being okay for a while with not having any race or anything but running because of the health benefits for me. And that, that didn't lead to long mileage by any means, but got me out there running habitually day after day. And when I started to realize how valuable for me personally, that, that listening to something and running as an activity was, 
Mm-hmm. Might not be the same for you without kids. Like, you, I mean, you don't probably need that escape as much as someone with kids does. <laughs> and I don't mean escaping from the terribleness that is children uh, because they sure. are wonderful. But like, I, I realized without a commute now, it's just I don't have I don't ever make an hour to listen to a podcast, and I have all this stuff piling up that I'd love to get through and listen to because I think it'd be valuable for me. And running is the time when I do that. And as I've said before, the two activities for me kind of make each other happen, right? Like I will be likely to do the run because I want to get out there and have this this what's kind of like a commute have have this chance to listen to something and be focused on that and not have any other distractions happening. Similarly, the um, wanting to run when I do am motivated just to run gives me lots of time to listen to stuff. So like they kind of made each other happen, which is really nice. And I shifted into that and kind of, and also kind of explored like the whole meditation and the breathing while you were running. Uh, so I just kind of went that route for a while and that even happened before the hundred. So I did go into that and then I kind of came back and got motivated to do a hundred again or, mm-hmm. or motivated again to do the 100 mile race. Um, but you know, I mean, there are all kinds of different ways you can change things up and get into different things. It sounds like, it sounds like where you are is kind of, I don't know. I mean, I guess your runs aren't all the same, but to me, it feels like they are. <laughs> right? You could go in the woods, run. It looks like trees and rivers and bears. <laughs> so you need to mix it up. I should mix it up. You're right. No, get I should some, get some roads in. Get some. Get... You know what I've been thinking about doing? I've been talking about this all summer. We've we've talked about this a few times. Maybe even on the podcast is uh, joining. There's a there's a track uh, workout club. Here in Asheville, I mean, yes. You know, talking about or thinking about joining that, and keep telling myself I need to do that just because that would be totally out of my comfort zone and really pushing me. Yeah, in different we ways. We should do that. We should do yeah. that, and then we, we should live broadcast from there. Ah, there you go. That'd make a good impression on the group, right? If we showed up with our microphone, <laughs> <laughs> if we were there uh-huh. broadcasting by the time they all showed up. <laughs> and we should do that. That'd be a good uh, a good thing to do for each other to get us to get us going again. Yeah, have, have us... a little accountability, a partner who's going to make make sure we do it. Uh huh, you know, and and we got the we got a five k, a ten k, and a half marathon coming up in one weekend. Yeah, we do a track workout because tracks could could get us well ready for that. Yeah. All right. Well, I got to find a house first, but when I do, <laughs> ready to do that again. Sounds good. Sounds good. Good. Okay. Um, what else do we have to say about slumps and lack of motivation? And I hope people are sensing that we're not just doing this to be self indulgent and and uh, have a little pity party and make each other feel better. A little but, bit we are. A little bit. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the real reason we're doing this is so that people can, can uh, you know, not, not see that, you know, that we amazing podcasters also go through these, uh, these slumps, but so that they can hopefully listen to this and recognize something in, in their own situation or something they've, they've experienced in the past. Um, and then even, even if, if not, find a useful tip or two that might help you get out of it. Uh, at least, at least feel some some camaraderie. You know that other people are going through the same thing, and and it happens. What are your What are your thoughts on stepping away completely? Uh, I, it's good, but it's dangerous for me. Yeah, I just the, the way my personality is. If I get away from something, I I will go totally away from it, and I will not run for a year. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then one day something exciting will happen, and maybe that's what I need to do. And then because you know when I do get fully away from something, that seems to be the way that to, to sort of let that excitement and motivation for a really big goal, not just like a small incremental improvement, but like a huge new thing. That's kind of what lets that gives that the space to show up. It seems. Absence uh, makes the heart grow fonder. There you go. So I don't know with, with what I do with no meat athlete, it, it really scares me to like, 
go totally away from that. But to be, but to go totally away from that and do something else fitness related that is at the time more exciting. That mm-hmm. that seems like a reasonable thing, and I've done that before. That's when I that post uh, about Skinny Vegan's Guide to Gaining Muscle. That was an intentional break from running when I said I want to bulk up and try to put on all this weight, which I knew would not be good for running because that would that would mean I have to lose that weight really to become effective at running again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that was good. Turned out to be a good thing, and and also did a good thing for the blog and in, in giving some sort of different thing. So. You know, I I think there's definitely value in that. Uh, it's just it's just scary to me because I think I think I could do that and then never come back. Yeah, I don't know. Have you ever done a big running break? Being someone, not, I mean, not since not since right after my very first marathon, which I was definitely not into running nearly as much back then. Um, you know, I mean, I I don't not at the point where I want to do that. You know, because I still definitely enjoy my daily runs and I love getting out on the trail. Um, so I'm definitely not at the point where I want to do that, but, but I've been thinking a little bit about that. If, if stepping away from at least distance running, you know, uh, stepping away from ultra running and just trying to not run more than, you know, five or six miles. Right. Um, if that would be, that would be good for me. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it, it certainly could be if, I don't know if it's, if it's creeping into your, and it'd be interesting to see what happens when you don't run, like what, like where, what it becomes your outlet or, you know, how, how does this energy find a way to get out of you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You might, you might find that it channels itself into more writing or more creative writing or who knows what something just, or, or a totally different fitness hobby. Um, but I think, I think if, if someone, if you're going to do that, or if someone is going to do that, I think probably the smart thing to do would be like actually set, uh, a timeline on it and say six weeks from now, I'm going to start picking things back up and here's what I'm going to do when that day comes. Just, I don't, I, I just, that would sort of prevent to me, I think the just indefinitely slipping away and then, right. And then six months later and you realize you're not in any kind of running shape anymore. And now <laughs> it becomes this huge thing to like get back to running because you know, you're in terrible shape and it would take you months and months just to feel good about where you are again. Yeah. And that probably is a lot of people's fear when they think about taking a break like that is what happens when you do. But like we said in the last episode, the Q&A episode, yes, you lose some of that surface level fitness, but but the the ability to run isn't something that is going to go away very quickly because it just it's something that has every time every single time you go out for a run, you are you're teaching yourself more how to do it. And I don't want to say it's like riding a bike because it's not somewhat different from that. That's something you instantly learn then you've got it. But it's I just think this this longer term, the thing that comes from ten years of training, takes a lot longer than just surface level fitness to go away. Uh, and in fact, it may never go away. It may just it, once you learn how to run, or every time you do it, you're maybe building to the the knowledge bank in your brain, basically this subconscious knowledge of of how to do it. And I think I think that people are probably more afraid than they need to be about losing their running fitness. I think it can be regained. Doesn't take all that long. Yeah. No, I I agree. And and. You know, like I said, I'm not at the point of doing that yet, but but I think it could in potentially be um, beneficial. And and I like your idea. If I just set it as a month or something like that, then then that would motivate me to to get back. Right. You know. And Scott Jurek does this, right? He takes some. I think it's six weeks every year. At least this was back in when I started the blog. I had read this about him that every year he took some certain amount of time where he did not allow himself to do any running, and I think he would try to not even think about running, and he would just oh, do different stuff. Yeah, I, I keep thinking go fishing, but I'm sure he didn't go fishing because he's vegan. <laughs> that must not be it. You know, I think uh, a lot. You know, it seems like a lot of people out west since I've sh- uh, shift from running during the summer to like skiing or ski mo or something like that during the winter. Mm-hmm. And I think that that would be a really good thing for me. Unfortunately, we can't really do that around here. But 
Uh, you know, you can run year round, but uh, you know, if you had these seasonal sports that you really focused on, yeah, and then completely moved away from them for the next season, right? That'd be a really good thing to do. Yeah, no doubt. I think that that sort of thing certainly. I mean, variety always good in my book. So, um, I mean, I don't have too much more to say. Let's see. I mentioned the excuses thing earlier. That I, with all the personal growth type stuff that I do and read about. Like perhaps the biggest lesson from that is to be, to take responsibility for as much as you possibly can in your life. So a lot of times things come up and our tendency is to just assign the blame to these things and like almost be relieved. Like in my situation, because I, I know I've done this in the past, not, not recently, but 10 years ago when I was much younger, um, in a situation like this, it would almost be a relief that suddenly we started having all this house trouble. Because now I've got an excuse for why the running hasn't happened. <laughs> and and not just to tell people, but to tell myself. Right. And, and it starts being like, okay, every time I would remember it and start to feel bad about it, my next thought would be, but it's been really hard, so I couldn't have done that anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think that's – I just think that sort of mindset robs you of a lot of, uh, I don't know, power in your life and your ability to to make changes and kind of do what you want when you start – reinforcing this idea that you are are subject to all these different influences and circumstances around you rather than being of the mindset that you can pretty much make things happen when you want them to. And I don't mean, you know, crazy stuff, but like if I, if I was really into running, if I had, if I had just gotten into it from the very beginning when I, when I should have, or if I were, if I were just, if things were going well, then this, this whole house thing would not have thrown the running off. If I'm totally honest with myself. You know, I, I would have continued to make the time to run. It's it's 30 minutes to an hour a day plus a long run on the weekends. Would add some stress, sure, but it, the time would come from somewhere. You know, I would, I would do less, who knows what, less reading, maybe less work. Uh, it would come from somewhere. You would find a way to do this if you were really motivated. So I, I just don't think it's a good idea to blame things. And, and I don't like to make excuses about anything. One of the, um, I mean, now and then, you know, I'll give reasons for things, but but one of the best things I've heard is never ruin an apology with an excuse so like when you're telling someone you're sorry for doing something don't say uh i'm sorry sorry for the delay my house has been flooded and we've had a really hectic past few weeks just just totally delete that line from the email and i've done this a lot of times because i get behind on emails all the time and it's always like i always want to say sorry for this and then like dash the excuse right justify it yeah and it's just if you can just learn to not do that and i still do now and then there are times when i just can't not put it in my email (laughs) um but every time I don't, I feel good about it. And I just feel like it's it's just a really good habit to get away from this this and it's an automatic thing for most people is you say sorry and then you put the then you put this reason. And and the sorry and, the, and as soon as you put that reason, you're you're taking away from the sorry. You're saying it's not totally me, it was actually this other thing that that it was and you're and you're blaming that. So I just think it's a subtle thing, but I think you can make take these actions in the outside world, like you know, telling people, talking to people, emailing people. You can deliberately take the time there to get rid of that excuse and i think as you do that i think you start to shift the way that you think and the way that you view things and i think that's the way you kind of foster a a sense of responsibility for for all your for your whole situation and start to say i'm I'm responsible for pretty much anything that that occurs around my life and and to some people that's that's empowering to some people it might not be like if you've if you're a victim of really really bad tragedy uh it, it sometimes can become a serious problem if you if you blame yourself for that tragedy, right? You know that can become a psychological issue. So I'm not saying that this is 
every situation this is the way to be and feel you're totally responsible some would say that that is the case that that in some way you've attracted that situation to you by by you know giving off a feeling of vulnerability or who knows what i don't really think i agree with that um but i do think that aside from extreme circumstances like that i think in general it's a very very just empowering mindset is to say that you're responsible for everything so anyway that's why you're not hearing me making excuses i i can give this explanation as what's going wrong but you know i know that if if i were really motivated personally, then all this stuff would not have stopped me from running. It didn't when I was that excited about Boston. Of course, during the eight years, there were periods where, where stuff would come up when it would have been inc- very, very nice not to have to train. But because that goal was so exciting to me, I found a way to do it. So I think there's very little that would truly prevent you from training for a race or doing whatever it is that you want to do. So anyway, that's my that's my long soliloquy. No, I like that. I, and I think you're totally right. You know, if the if the core motivation is there if if you're really driven to do it then you're going to do it no matter what you're going to make time for it you're going to fight for it yeah um even even if you're homeless and uh even if you know your kids are i don't know what your kids are doing but even if something with your kids <laughs> in fairness to actual homeless people i'm not homeless right <laughs> <laughs> right now you're right here i feel like that's sort of <laughs> i don't know um uh, all right so there we go. That's anything else to say then about training slumps and just our current state of state of being? I don't think so. You know, it, it'll be interesting to do a check in in two weeks or Monday after the race and uh, and let you know how how it went and what I'm feeling then if I'm feeling any more motivated because I, I really think it could either be this race that I just don't have a good time and say I really need to take a break. Or it could be the the thing that I need to get motivated, right? Right. Yeah, and and sometimes that can happen where you where you do a race, and for me, a lot of times, you know, after a bad race or a race that maybe isn't bad, but like isn't as good as I know it could have been had I been really on, like with my training leading up to it. A lot of times, that seems to light a little fire for a while, right. and and it just makes you like I don't, you get this glimpse of what could have been, and. You know, if it's a disastrous race, I don't think you really get that glimpse. But if it's something where, you know, you do three quarters as well as you think you could have, mm-hmm. then you see all this room for improvement and, and you realize that if you had just kind of done the right thing, whatever it was, stayed motivated, really put the effort into the training, um, you know, you would, uh, you would you see what's the possibility and it just makes you excited to, to get back to work and make it happen. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, as as I was talking, I was also looking up my code for the Runner's World thing because that is going to be another interesting thing to see what happens for you and me with that, right? Because, I mean, chances are when we get there, we're not going to be racing all of those distances. We'll probably just run some of them casually like we did last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, not very easy to do all four of those races because there's the trail race as well. This is just a new thing this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a 3.8-mile trail run, and I don't even know when exactly that is compared to the other races. But I think, I think the trail run's Friday night, and then the 5K and 10K are Saturday, and the half marathon is on Sunday. Okay. So obviously you're not going to go out there and try to set PRs in all those distances. Uh, otherwise, you would you would only choose one distance and try to set a PR in it usually. Uh, however, we'll see what happens with, with me and you there. We know what's going to happen, and that's going to be a trip to the casino. That's That's not in doubt. Um, so anyway, if you want to join us at there at the race, the code, oh man, blog, no meat athlete, all one <laughs> okay. word. Yes. Blog, no meat athlete. If you use that code, when you register for the runner's world half and festival, 
um, you will get three fifty off the five k, four dollars off the ten k, seven fifty off the five and dime, which is the five k and ten k combination, nine fifty off the half marathon, or seventeen dollars off the hat trick, which is five k, ten k, and half marathon. So, uh, if you use that code, it'd be cool. We Doug and I would will be there, and we would love to catch up with you and say hi, and maybe you'll go to the casino with us. There you go. No, yeah, absolutely. We there were a couple of people who who came last year and ran last year and um i got to meet a record runner and you got to meet a no meet athlete fan um, that's right so yeah it was cool to see them and we'd love to see more people out there this year yeah and we should add that these events and we'll, we'll do another episode where we talk maybe a little bit more about this event coming up just to give it a good plug uh but there's a lot going on besides just the running and that's kind of been my favorite part of these things we we get to do extra blogger type stuff like meet some of the speakers but there is an actual there's generally has been a headlining speaker uh looks like it's dina castor this year is that right yeah so yeah dina castor will be speaking and there are all other kind of talks and events and panels that are going on during the weekend so it's not like it's not like it just show up for these races and then go home you can do all this other stuff uh there's even like a pasta type dinner thing i think with the runners world staff that is available for anyone who wants so i think that's an extra pay at least in the past it has been uh but anyway the point is it's a really fun weekend if you look back at my old blog post about it i think i have we think we have a podcast episode and a blog post about these weekends they've always really served to just get me really excited about running again it just kind of makes you appreciate this community uh last time i bought a few books there that i then read and it just kind of like got me right back into it it was exactly what i needed so i'm really looking forward to it for that reason as well that you know coming off of this episode where we're talking about how how not into running we both are right now uh which is maybe not quite the right word but how we're a little bit in a slump uh this sort of thing is is perfect so if you're in that situation and what we've said here in this episode has resonated then consider this this is it really has provided a nice kind of jolt of excitement about running in the past for me we should say where it is. I don't know if we've said that. I think I said it was in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania earlier. Okay. But in case someone wasn't listening then, Bethlehem, PA, which is very close to Runner's World headquarters. That's why it's there. And also very close to Lehigh University. That is kind of right mixed in there. Yeah. Good little hilly town. These races are not flat races. No, they were challenging. The, the half marathon last year was, was definitely challenging. Yeah, I didn't do that one. I did the 5K and 10K and then flew home for my anniversary but this year it's all one day earlier as far as dates go so i do not have to leave early oh there you go so are you gonna so, miss the anniversary no no, no it's it's no, the day when you get back all right i get it. no get back and then the next day is the anniversary gotcha okay so i will be all in good standing in my marriage hopefully you'll have moved into a new home you'll... if i haven't moved into a new home by then we will not be doing podcast episodes <laughs> well I'll have, I'll have serious problems in my life if i have not found a home <laughs> in 45 days from now all right well uh this has been good i hope people have gotten some value like i said and that it wasn't just a us moping and feeling sorry for ourselves uh because that's not at all what we intended and and i don't feel sorry myself i think it's i think it's interesting to i don't know to be in this sort of training slump but not feel not be beating myself up about it not feel guilty about not training just kind of taking it for what it is and maybe that's the meditation and what all that has done for me uh, and just kind of let me let me observe things and say, hey, that's interesting that that's happening uh, without actually being attached to the, the emotions. Who knows? Maybe that's what's happening. That'd be good. You're so zen, Matt. It's great. I, I guess I am sort of zen right now. Yeah. I'm in a zen state, even though my whole life is crumbling around me. <laughs> anyway. 
Anyway, all right. Uh, well, this has been fun. Hope everyone enjoyed it, and we will be back with another episode soon. All right. Take care, all everybody. Right.